moves mightily in our midst. Convict, convince, if need be converted. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Church, amen. amen. Come on, let's get a choir hand clap. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's love. And everything I heard had nothing to do with feelings. It was a function of submission and suffering. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you love somebody, there is submission and suffering. Hallelujah. I guess that'll preach. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I am uh, I'm delighted to stand for our Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let me throw this out at you guys. In the last days in which we live, there will be a falling away from truth. And to our great millennials, we love you, but our young people want experiences over exposition. That's called, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, existentialism. Don't look for an experience. Follow the exposition, and whatever God calls it, you call it. Can I get a witness? And then to some of our older members, we've been doing this so long that uh, we think we got this thing down pat. We walk daily by faith. Daily by faith. Every day, God is going to allow something to get in your way that you have to exercise faith to get over it. Faith to get over it. Faith to get over it. And uh, the Lord is just so good. And even when we deny ourselves, he cannot deny himself. Isn't that right? Praise his name. Now we're in the Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And I, I love the book of Hebrews. Hebraic Christians. Hebrews who were saved became Hebraic Christians and were ostracized even by their own families for believing in Jesus. Belief in Christ is going to cost you something. Belief in Christ is going to cost you something. Don't expect everybody to embrace you because you're saved. Can I get a witness? Because every time they look at you, you remind them that they are a sinner and they need to be saved. Amen? It's tight. Let us, verse 1, therefore fear... Let us, therefore, fear. That's all I need. Let us, therefore, fear reverencing God. And I call this the let us chapter. Verse 11 is let us. Verse 16 is let us. 
that when you look at this chapter, it deals with a reversal of our ruin, a reversal of our ruin. Reversals are and is a process of change as things which were in place, things which were promoting specific outcomes are radically changed to a totally diverse and different outcome. Someone has said association leads to assimilation. And assimilation is based on a sense of a likened agreement. And an agreement is based on some type of attachment. Birds of a feather flock together. Uh, so association, that's your relationship with people, leads to assimilation. Uh, you're going to end up being like them, or they're going to be like you. And then this matter of assimilation uh, is based on some type of likened agreement, which is based on attachment. We are attached because we are likened. And what God does is that the renewed mind for Jesus Christ becomes a change agent as we are saved, justified by faith, and then uh, uh, after we're justified, we are regenerated, John 3, given a new nature, a new capacity, and then God is on his way to sanctification. God the Holy Spirit begins as a change agent he begins to change, challenge, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Romans 8.28 is we know that all things are working together for the good. And many people don't understand the strength of Romans 8.28. The reason everything's going to work together for good is because of Romans 8.27. For we don't even know what to pray for as we are. Amen. But there's a paraclete praying for us. There's somebody from heaven that's putting in requests so that all things are working together for the good. And then you got to jump the fence and get to verse 29 that says, For whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to his image. So when you put together 27, 28, and 29, the reason everything's working together for the good is because somebody's praying and somebody's processing. Are y'all getting this? Y'all getting this? This is meat this morning. It, it ain't working together for the good because you said, Lord, save me. It's working together for the good because the change agent is up to something. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, child of God, when you, when you begin to look at um, this text, mm, I'm, I'm reminded uh, 
when I went in the military at 17 years of age, draft is on, Vietnam is hot. I went in the military. I noticed now, as I look back, what they did. The military was a change agent. They took you away from the civilian life. You weren't in South Philly strolling no more. They took you away from the civilian life. Listen, they cut all your hair off so everybody was bald. I don't care how many locks you had, they cut them off. They put everybody in the same uniform. They taught everybody the same salute. They taught everybody how to march. They taught everybody how to say, sir, yes, sir. They taught everybody how to take orders. Can I get a witness? Uh, unity was uniformity. Now, now watch this now. And because they detached us from the civilian life, they could now reattach us to the military life. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So, so, so what happened, going through basic training, away from my family and friends, when I come home, I'm walking different. I know you don't know about this, dude. I'm walking different. I'm talking different. I'm thinking different. I'm responding different. Because I'm no longer civilian, now I'm a soldier. And we are the soldiers of the cross. So God's got to come in and make some changes in our lives. Thank God for the changes. He's going to give us a new makeover, a new maturity, a new motivation, new hearts, new minds, new will. God's going to do a surgery. God's going to do a sensitizing. God's going to do, Lord have mercy, this whole matter of us walking by his, amen, solicitations to every tendency in life. One of the uh, things that I want to bring out is that Hebrews 1 to 3 deals with the deity of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is God and manifests all of the priorities and preeminence of God. And if you don't know that Jesus Christ is God, you're on your way to hell, because he's God. No man can come unto the Father but by him. He's God. Only God can walk on water at 4 o'clock in the morning in the middle of the sea. Only God can get up from sleep on a boat and tell a raging sea, I'm going to tell you what I want, then I'm going to give the order. Peace. That's what I want. Now be still. Only God can feed 13,000 with a little boy's lunch because he's able to multiply. Only, only God, only God, only God can walk on an island and 6,000 demons approach him and they fall down and say, Permit us. That's got to be God, Doc. Can I get a witness? Only, 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 only God. Only God. Only God. Jesus, 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 Jesus is God. And, and, and it's, it's here that he delivers us from the dominion, that's the key word, of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, now Hebrews 4 is dealing with a Sabbath rest where in the creation of the universe, God the Son 
did the creating. God, God the Father thought it. God the Son bought it. God the Holy Ghost sealed it. But since Jesus is the Word, Logos of God, every time God the Father spoke into existence, ex nihilo, Jesus had to perform it. So he's the creator God. Then he's the sustainer God. He holds everything together. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so six days he made the heaven and the earth. Then the seventh day he rested. The word rested doesn't mean he was tired. It means he was finished. Jesus said six words from the cross. It is finished. And, 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 and the whole work of redemption was finished. Then he could die. Can I get a witness? And, and when he died, God the Father, according to Psalm 110, says, sit on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Now you can rest. Sit next to me. Amen. Because you've done your work. Do I have a witness? So he's dealing with the Sabbath rest. And now he introduces a rest of a different kind. Another kind of rest. That Moses and Joshua did not give you. Now, they took the children of Israel into the promised land, but they, they listen, they never rested in the promises of God. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, uh, the writer to the Hebrews says, let us therefore fear, reverence God, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, and if you should seem to come short of it. So what the writer is dealing with is this new rest, this anaposis is the Greek word. It's not a, it's not a ceasing from work. Uh, it's a working with God in the work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a new kind of rest. That's why we got to labor to get in there. We got we to gotta labor not, amen, to listen we got to labor to believe. We got to labor to to a faith, and not just trying to fulfill the law. So in verse eleven, we start to see surgery. Let us labor, therefore, interesting, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now, this is interesting that the word labor, let's, let's, let's labor. He, the word labor there does not mean to just work for God. It means to work with God. Let's work with God in a joint venture so we are able to enter into his new rest. I'm going somewhere with this. Here's the surgery in verse 12. For the word of God. Now, is, pay attention to the verbs and pay attention to the adjectives. For the word of God is living. It's alive. I'm pausing purposely. There's nothing dead about the word. James talked about the engrafted word that's able to save your souls, the implanted word. The word is alive because when you plant it properly, it's going to grow. Hmm. That God said in Isaiah that when the word goes forth, it must do what he's, make, he's asking it to do. 
It's got to come back with something. It's living. The Word of God is alive. Lord, have mercy. And it's powerful. Energia, Greek word, energy of God. It has God's power behind it. Lord, have mercy. Can I get a witness? It, it, it always carries God's power with it and behind it. The Word of God. So, so, so what, what, what the writer of Hebrews begins to do in the context of the priesthood of Jesus Christ is he says, for the Word of God is living, it's alive, and it's very powerful. Very powerful, very powerful. When Satan tempted Jesus in Matthew 4, Jesus' answer was, it is written. All he had to say was, it is written to defeat Satan because the Word of God is alive. And the Word of God is powerful. And, and look, 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 look what he says. And sharper, it cuts and convicts, than any two-edged sword, here it is, piercing even to dividing of sunder of soul and spirit. Now stop. Um, the word of God, the word sword there is not the long sword that a soldier fights with. It's the short sword. And when you go to a butcher shop, a good butcher has a short knife that he's flaying the meat with. He's cutting all fat. Are y'all with me? So what the writer is preaching is that God takes us who are saved now and he takes the word of God which is alive which is energetic power of God which is sharp to convict and he starts flaying the meat he starts flaying listen to this let me give you the metaphor. He starts flaying away, cutting away uh, the sins from our soul. Dividing of sunder of soul and spirit. Ooh. What is the soul? The soul houses three things. It houses all of your emotions. It houses your will. And it houses your intellect. Not how smart you are, but your reasoning. How you think. All that is a product of your soul. So when somebody say, baby, I love you with all my soul, there's some truism to that. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Because I'm loving you with this old nature. Are y'all with me? You can't, you cannot define this until you have knowledge of 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, don't turn. For the natural man, and the word for natural is soulish. The soulish man who's guided by his own intellect, guided by his own feelings, guided by his own reasoning, for the soulish man believes not the things and the principles of God. The soulish man is the unsaved man. A man that lives by his soul. A man that lives by his soul. A soulish man. The natural man. Are y'all getting this? So when you begin to look at these play on words, 
God, the Holy Spirit, comes along and says, I need this vehicle of the word, which is alive, powerful, and sharp, to start to cut away from Raymond Gordon's soul the dominance of sin. Y'all get this, Paul. You know, this will stop church folk from lying. The dominance of sin. Well, what do you mean by sin? Well, I smoked cigarettes till I got, till I got married. The, the day I got married, I said, Lord, I, I don't want to smoke anymore. I smoked cigarettes, Vice Rose, Cool, Newport. I enjoy smoking. Every time I had a big meal, I lit up a cigarette. Every time I did something else, I lit up a cigarette. Every time I lit up a cigarette. Why, why am I saying this? Because you don't need to think I'm up here because I made myself clean and God put me in some pulpit. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? Now, so God was cutting away pornography, cutting away fornication, getting high, carrying pistols. I did that too. Cutting away stuff from my soul. It took time to do it. Y'all ain't getting this. So boy, from here on out, if you sin, it's because you want to sin. Not that you have to sin. Because you're no, you're no longer under dominance. Sin shall not have dominion over you. I'm trying to teach this thing. Some of y'all that got high. Some of y'all, come on now. Smoke that wacky weed. God, God came along and started flaying. He started cutting away. So, so that now with two natures, you got to make a choice. You're not controlled by sin. So if I'm homosexual, if I'm, if I'm in the fornication and adultery and running the streets, I now have the power to say no. Because the Holy Spirit is cutting this stuff away. Oh, God, they're getting quiet up in here. See, some of y'all think y'all got strong wheels. You ain't got no strong wheels. I put the right sin in front of you, you'll run towards it. Can I get a witness? That, that is, when you look at what he's saying, it's a two-edged sword that pierces between the asunder of the soul. And the spirit. I want to detach. I want to detach the dominion of sin from your intellect reasoning. Will, Lord have mercy. Come on now. Y'all with me? And emotions. I want to get your emotions right. Because you all messed up on what you think you need. And you're trying to fulfill it on your own. So God comes along and says, let us labor to enter into this new rest. Now, uh, uh, child of God, what you need to understand is that God is doing surgery on the believer, not on the unbeliever, on the believer to bring about a state of rest. Lord have mercy. Hmm. There were things in my life when I got saved, I prayed. I said, Lord, I just, I just can't stop 
Okay, I'm gonna be honest, cause we ain't we ain't honest. Right. Lord, 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 I I just I, I just Lord, I need you to help me to ah, ah, this thing. I'm I'm under the control of this substance. I'm under the control of this mindset. Can I get a witness? I'm under the control of my historical hurts. I didn't like the way my daddy treated my mommy. I didn't like the way my mommy treated my daddy. I didn't like the way my last boyfriend just walked out on me and I spit in my face. Lord, I need my emotional base changed. I told, I told Leroy, this is going to affect our counseling ministry. You don't get better because you sit on somebody's couch and they give you a few instructions. Something got to happen on the inside. Are y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? If God does not help me from the inside out, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, Doc. And, 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 and Dr. Robert Cook used to say, risk the situation on God. Remember that? That's what we got to do. We got to live by faith. We need God to change our emotions. And I'm not talking about emotions. Come on back, come on back. I'm not ready to let you go. I ain't talking about them emotions. I'm, t- I'm talking about your emotions. And that's why our marriages are having problems, because we messed up emotionally before we got married. Yeah. We were messed up long before we met our prospective husband and wife. Our thinking was wrong. Our feelings were wrong. We hold each other hostage. We can't forgive. We, we got all these attitudes, hidden anger. All this stuff going on ain't had nothing to do with it. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. Dr. Floyd, Melvin Floyd, he's, he's going with the Lord now. I used to go up to his place on Thursday evenings back in the 70s. And he said, now, if you if you dating a girl, she on the couch going like this, you better get out of there. You, 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 you better run out of there. Something's up. And he had a casket on his car, so that's what it led to. But look at this. Fact, fact of the matter is there's a, so, there, there's a surgical processing through the word that God puts in our lives. Verse 13 says, and there's nobody that's naked. I mean, there's nobody that he can't see. Can I get a witness? And in 14, seeing we have a great high priest. And, 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 and so one of the things, it was the high priest that took care of the sacrifices. The high priest that uh, committed the animals to God. They knew exactly how God wanted it, when he wanted it. They did the flaying and the slaying and all that. You brought your sacrifice to the high priest. He did the rest. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so in this context, there is a discerner of our hearts, and we're naked before God, and, 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 and God has to change our mindsets to a mindset of love, light, and liberation, by detaching us from the old tapes. Now let's talk about the old tapes. The old tapes. The old tapes. 
I ain't going to stay here too long because you might want to go back. The old tapes. Now, I, I consider myself a nice guy. I am. As long as you don't tick me off. I, you know. I've had occasions in the world where somebody said the wrong thing. I just cuss them out and dare them to say something. What you, what you say? What you say? You got something to say, brother? That anger, that, 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 come on, that, that streetism, that, whatever it was, it was in me. So when I got saved and church folks started acting up, God said, don't go there. Don't go. Please don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Pray, go home, go to sleep, go play ball. Just don't go there. Don't go there. And, and so you fight, you fight your emotions. Don't we fight our emotions? We fight in our reasoning. Come on now. We fight in our wills. Because our will is not his will. And we're trying to figure out how his will is going to bring us to where we want our will to bring us. So we get, we get rid of his will and we put our will into play. And it still doesn't work. And we, we are honest in this church with you. We're honest with you. Marriage is a beautiful state, but it's work. And you can't get all caught up in this dream. Soap bubbles. Yeah. Uh, oh. It's work. And there's some days, we would never say this out loud. But there's some days that we question whether we really married the right one. Did I make a mistake, Lord? Only tell me. <laughs> Lord. What we are not encountering is that we got these old Adamic controlling natures with strongholds in front of them, stuff we have erected to protect our inner being. So I'm only going to let them get so close that I'm going to stop them. I ain't going through that again. Too painful. This, this stuff is so deep, it's frightening. And, and it's all of us. It's all of us. It's all of us. Um, so, so my point is, God does this surgery... And as God is cutting this stuff, and it takes years, as God is cutting this stuff away, we start feeling free because we're no longer under the dominance. Are y'all you, you understand what I'm saying? Of sin. It's not, it's not sin. Sin going to be with you until you see Jesus. It's the dominance of sin. Can I get a witness? I got to do this. I got it. No, you don't. You don't have to do anything. Now you got an option. You, you got the power of the Holy Spirit that cut away, Lord, have, from your emotional base, all this stuff, and now you're free to make a choice. Lord, have mercy. I'm free to be holy. I'm free to praise his name. I'm free of my own entanglements. I'm free of my historical hurts. I'm free. And whom the Son have made free is free indeed. There's a, there's a, 
There's a surgery here. Mm. Lord have mercy. There's a surgery here in Hebrews 4. And if you keep reading, and I didn't do it this morning, the great high priest is verse 14. Let us hold fast our profession. Here's another let us. I dare you to believe it without, without needing proof. Can I get a witness? For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet with what? Without sin. Jesus never sinned. He was perfect. Can I get a witness? And yet he was tempted in all points. He was tempted in all points. Now, what are some of the points that we are tempted in? Well, power, position, authority, people, uh, evil, temptations, people coming against you. He was tempted in every point that we're tempted in, yet without sin. And the reason it says yet without sin, the reason Jesus had no sin because he didn't have a sin nature. He only had God's nature. He only had a perfect nature. Are y'all getting this? One old preacher told me years ago, he said, Jesus committing sin is like you throwing a match in the Atlantic Ocean and expecting the ocean to catch you on fire. And even that is not sufficient. He, he, he didn't have a sin nature. Why, why, why am I spending time on this? Because the reason Satan gets over on us, because we got a sin nature. So what he does, he plans and he plots a stimuli from the outside that we want anyhow. And when we reach for the stimuli Lord, and pull it in, we're inviting sin in. Stimuli response, Pavlov, remember that? Did y'all go to school? Remember that? Uh, so here's what Satan does night and day, and he's relentless. He keeps on coming up with stimuli that your old nature desires. Yeah. He keeps coming up with stimuli of something that excites you in your flesh. Be careful what you pray for. You might just get it. God is the one blocking stuff so it doesn't get to you. Well, I wish I had a husband that did this. Okay. I wish I had a wife. I'm going to keep praying. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on. That is, look what it says. I'm almost finished with this part. Ah. Verse 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, that's not in there independently. That we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. That's, see, we take that out and we use that. And that's great, great stuff. Grace is great stuff. But look at the context it's in. God, God is saying, as your high priest... I was tempted in all points as you are, yet without sin. Lord, have mercy. Let us therefore come boldly 
to the throne of grace. Get to Jesus about what you can't handle, what you're incapable of handling, what you don't want to handle, and asking for mercy and grace in a time of your need. Surgery, surgery, surgery. Now, now, sur- surgery, 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 surgery. So since I've been saved, God's been cutting away stuff from my soul. Are y'all, are y'all, are y'all getting this? From my soul. Man, I was messed up, man. I was really messed up. And I didn't realize I was messed up when I was messed up. It took the Holy Ghost to give me a rerun to show me how messed up I was. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? I got out of military in 74, and I, I, I met this young lady. I said, I said I'm going to take you to the movie. And I pulled around the house. I think I was five minutes late, you know, traffic or something. She lived off Chester Avenue. And I got out of my car, summertime, walking. She came to the door. She flicked and She said, you're late. And I said, Got right back in my car and drove off. Who that? Who that? She thinks she is. <laughs> Only the choir saw my lips. <laughs> now I'm late and I'm wrong, but you ain't throwing that at me. I'm my own man. I do what I want to do. So now that I'm saved, I can't do what I want to do. The Lord has cut away. Are are y'all getting what I'm saying? I'm trying to say. And he's cutting stuff away from your life. You're not as ugly as you used to be. I don't mean physically. I mean spiritually. You don't have all the attitudes you used to have. Isn't that right? Especially y'all sisters. Y'all got got something in y'all neck that the devil gave you. You say what? I ain't see drunken people do that. And I don't mean no harm, but I, I, got, I got to share this. This is, oh God, this had to be 25 years ago right here. I'm uh, counseling this married couple because they had abuse in the marriage. And I said, oh, this is so sad. Let's pray. We prayed. And, and the brother came in my study. He had this big patch on his head. So I said, what happened to you? And then I bust out laughing. He got mad with me. What you laughing at? Well, come to find out, the wife had told him to do something. He didn't do it. She picked up a bottle. Boom! And I said, baby, you can't hit him like that. She said, he don't do what I say. I'm going to hit him again. I said, now where did this come from? It wasn't Eugene. So God is at surgery trying to make us more like Jesus. The dominance of stuff. Come on now. The dominance of stuff that that has been in our lives, hidden in pockets for years. God's trying to uproot and get out. So we can be what? Restful. We can't be restful as long as all this stuff is working. Think you quiet now. Second point. There's not only a surgical process, there's a sensitizing process from James chapter 3, your tongue. 
By your words, you'll be justified, and by your words, you'll be condemned. Blessings are blocked because you can't shut your mouth. You always got an opinion about everything but you. See, I can take it if you say, you know, Pastor, first of all, I'm really messed up. My home is in disarray. Me and my husband's in disarray. I messed up. And then, let me talk about Cleve. It's okay to talk about Cleve after you talk about yourself. But don't talk about Cleve first. Can I get a witness? No, Cleve, I won't explain. The fact of the matter is, we don't have control of our tongue. Jesus said, what comes out of a man's mouth comes straight from his heart. Your words is an x-ray of your heart. It's an x-ray of what's in your heart. That's what the Bible says. Only by pride, Proverbs, cometh contention. When there's confusion and fighting, somebody has risen up in pride. Because if you are humble, you don't fight. You let go and let God. So what is it about this small unit that James says is a world of fire? It can set a forest on fire. The Navy used to say, loose lips sink ships. I don't tell everybody everything in this church. I, I, you know, some things I just keep to myself. But boy, we're like a broken refrigerator. We can't keep nothing. And we always got an opinion about somebody else. Excuse me, but what about you? What, what about you? What about you? We cripple others as we judge them. And we do judge people. We criticize. We contaminate. We cover up our own weaknesses. Some people believe this. Let me drive everybody else down so I come up. <laughs> ah. We give bad counsel. Be not many teachers for you shall receive the greater condemnation. Mm. We're cursed. Our, our tongues are cursed because it can... And, and, then, and then James says, can a, can, a, can, can, can a fountain have sweet water and bitter water? You got two different things coming out of your mouth. You got the instruction of God, you got the word of God, and then you got a bunch of mess. And our tongues... Um, operate in a way that can ostracize people. We can kill people's reputations just by a word. A word. Mm-hmm. A word. It's interesting that the sensitizing of our mouths And James says, when a man can control his tongue, he's a mature man. Maturity is is evidenced by what I won't say, not by what I will say. Hmm. 
I gave him a piece of my mind. You ain't got too many pieces left, baby. <laughs> you know. You ain't got too many pieces left. This. <clears throat> you got to understand the internal working of this stuff. Why are we so opinionated about other people? I was reading a book, and I read a lot of books over the years. People who overdress, people who are always real clean and wear the best clothes, uh, psychologically, they're hiding the real them. You get caught up in, the, in what they're wearing, but you can't see what they are. The book suggested that when we get real clean, people compliment you on your clothes. And we take the compliments for the clothes and we change it into a compliment about us. When it has nothing to do with you. They can't see you. They can't see your motives and your methods and your, and your political strategies. They can't see all that, but they see the clothes. Are you getting me? That, that is, that is when, you, when you begin to look at the, the, the tongue, the tongue, the tongue. And we got we to gotta, we gotta put this tongue under the Lordship of Christ. Can I get a witness? We got to put this tongue under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we got to let God, amen, sanctify us in our speech. So, 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 so Paul says in, in his Pauline epistle... Paul says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Would Jesus do it? Do it all in the, would Jesus say it? Would Jesus spread it? Put it all in the name of Jesus. Now, now let me tell you why our speech is so corrupt. Because our internals are corrupt. We can't be fair with this old nature. We think we're fair. We can't be fair. You have worked out everything your husband or wife doesn't do well, won't do. You, you got that list. But there's no list on you. See, confession is powerful. When you see somebody that, that, that's able to confess about themselves first, that means God is moving in a mature fashion in that person's life. Yeah, there are problems in our relationship, and let me stop and take on this for my part. I haven't been... That, that's maturity. Mature people... Listen, uh, immature people can't confess spiritually. They, they just can't do it because... They are so concerned about further damaging the fabric of themselves, meaning they are broken. That's why they can't confess. They're broken. When you're, when you're not totally broken internally, you can say, you know what, I didn't, uh, uh, let, me, let me say I'm sorry. I didn't do that well. That, that's humility. Are y'all with me? When people don't ever confess... Keep your eyes on and, and what we need to do as a church, when people keep talking, say, oh, well, why don't you give a dissertation on you? 
Why don't you talk about you? Why don't you do this for you? Because it's juicy to find something out about people. It's juicy. M&M's. Oh, you, you think you got some dirt on somebody? Oh, yeah. Child, that's hot. <laughs> that one's hot. Really? But we tend to damage others. And the one thing we don't want to do is damage our brothers and sisters in Christ. First of all, the minute you give a criticizing word about me, you're indicting God. Because I belong to God. The other thing is, I'm living in the providence of God. I'm living under the sovereignty of God. And if you have not walked in your brother or sister's shoes, please be quiet. If you have not walked in their shoes, don't give no opinion. Only their master holds them responsible. Do, do I have a witness? Do I have a witness? Now, now, when he comes in, we can lose it. Remember John, poor John the Baptist? And, and I was reading that chapter in Matthew, the Beatitudes, with Jesus the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. The, word, the, word, the words poor in spirit means blessed are they that are not caught up in themselves, don't have no high view of themselves. They're poor in their spirit. God said, I got them. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Lord, I know I'm not living right, but Lord, I need you to change me so I will be living right. God, God says you're blessed. And each beatitude begins with blessing, doesn't it? Happy. God says you're going to be happy if you have this attitude. These are kingdom attitudes. If you have this attitude, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. And, and, so, and so one of the things that, that, that uh, uh, we see with John the Baptist, when John the Baptist got locked up, uh, and he, he got locked up and got beheaded because he preached righteousness. He said, Harold, it's not right for you to have your brother's Philip's wife. So he got beheaded for preaching truth. And when we preach truth, we're going to be beheaded. I don't mean physical, but emotional, spirit. People are going to criticize you for preaching truth. Do I have a witness? And then, and, and then he got shaky in his faith and sent messengers to Jesus, are thou the one, or should we look for another? That, that is that, uh, hallelujah, amen. Now, my tongue, personally, is always in defense and my tongue comes out when I feel like you've crossed an area you ain't going to be this crossing. Now, now the Lord has had to teach me how to withdraw my heart, my soul, and my will from my communication. And that ain't been easy either. No, it hasn't. Pastors under surgery. 
We was across the street probably 30 years ago, uh, 28 years ago, across the street. And um, Sister Gordon always sat on the second row as the first lady. She, she wasn't there. So this lady came to church. She said, where's Sister Gordon? I said, she's home. The truth of the matter is, Mom, we had a big argument Saturday night. So I ain't fooling with that. So she was home. So the lady said, well, where's the first lady? I said, she's home. Well, why ain't she in church? I said, excuse me, what did you come to church for? She said, to get the word. I said, well, sit your butt down now. I'm getting ready to preach. Don't be asking about my family and all. I ain't got time for that. So she said to him, and I said, I shouldn't have did that. That was from the world. They hit us. We hit them. But how many of you struggle sometimes with controlling your tongue? Put your hand there. And, and some of you don't, and I come No, no, put your hand all the way up. I want to see so I can get, amen, see who I got to cuss. I mean, lay out. I mean, so, so, so I just want to see, just to see, see. I know, I know. You're my twin. All right, so, and, and, and you know, listen, you know why we're like that? Because deep inside, we've made a pledge with our souls. I'm not letting anybody run over me. That's why we like that. And what we don't realize, our children are like that too. And when you see yourself and your children, you go like this. Oh, Isn't that right? How many of you don't have problems with your tongue? Raise your hand. I want to see them too. Oh, we can't even start a church. My God today. Let your yay be yay and your no be no. Mm. My God. Last week we had to go to a very important meeting in the township. And all these lawyers and engineers were there. And, I had my suit and tie on. I had elders with me, and I sat there. Sister Gordon, Lauren, all of us was there. It was a bunch of us. And uh, so this one guy, he, uh, he stopped talking. I said, I said, well, sir, let me explain why we are upset. And he said, well, we don't play no politics. I said, well, I didn't accuse you of playing politics. Let me tell you why. So he got nasty again. I said, ho, 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 ho. I said, if you show some respect, and then when I said it, it looked like you could see the room going. So one attorney said, Pastor, don't fight him, no fight. I said, ah. ain't happening, man. Well, where did that come from? Old nature. Come on now, y'all, y'all with me. So now, the next time somebody hollers at me, by the grace of God, I'm not going to respond or react, and I'm just going to let it go, and please don't do this after church. <laughs> give, give me at least 30 days, please. I know what's going to happen to me before I die. I already know it's just the Somebody's going to spit in my face. Whether it's on an elevator on the street, somebody's going to say, you pass the court, and you're... Just don't do it today. 
That ain't happening. I'll be doing a crossfire again. I, I just, you know, in the name of Jesus. Don't we struggle with this old nature? Don't we struggle with our old ways, the world's ways, the world's wisdom, the world's feelings, the world's reasoning? And God said, I know. That's why I died for you. So I could cut this stuff away. Can I get a witness? So you would have a renewed mindset. In the final situational process of our tendencies. Hmm. That is, God wants us to be on a programmable promotion of him. Our faith, our fellowship, our fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. And then he winds this up. I, I was at a, I had to go yesterday to a place of business. I just came back from the, uh, the other day from the play and I, uh, something happened to my f- cell phone. I had to go up to Verizon. I'm up there, and I walked in the door, and several ladies said, oh, that's Pastor Gordon. And one lady said, hey, Bishop. I said, how you doing, baby? How you doing? And I'm going in there, you know, da 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 And this young lady waited on me, and I said, you are great. So another young lady works there, and she saved. And me and her always joke. So the young lady that waited on me said, is your church like hers? I said, what do you mean? She goes to church every day for two or three times a day. In fact, she gets off work at 5 o'clock. She goes back to work, back to church at 6 o'clock. So I figured it was Pentecostal, you know. If it's all night, it's all right. Well, that ain't in my Bible. In the name of Jesus, maybe it should be, it's not. I said, no, baby, we, we, we won and done on Sunday, and then we got Wednesday. She said, oh, that's interesting. You don't go to church every day? I said, no, baby, I don't go to church every day. So I see where this conversation get ready to go. She said, well, I, I'm just curious. I said, baby, I don't go to church every day. Kill it. I don't go to church every day. I don't go to church every day. I don't go to church every day. <laughs> you ain't putting me up to no work system. And anyway, move right along. So Jesus comes along. Do y'all go to church every day? Lightfoot, you Pentabaptist. You go to church every day? No, right, right. So Jesus comes along in Matthew 11 and says, listen, don't turn. Come, here we go again, unto me. Not unto Judaism, not unto Jewish beliefs. Come unto me. All ye that are laboring with sin. And I'll give you salvation rest. Y'all ain't getting this. I'll give you a rest in your salvation. You don't have to bring sacrifices every time you come. You don't have to perfectly keep the law. I'll give you salvation rest because I did all the payment at the cross. Come and get the salvation rest. Didn't he say that? Then he said, take my yoke. Lord have mercy. Give me the submission of me and you being in the same apparatus. See, a yoke has a hole for two, beast and burden. The reason you yoke animals together is so they go the same way. Lord, have mercy. 
when the ox and the yoke, they can walk together. Are y'all getting this? They can stop together. They can plow together. Jesus saying, when you yoked up with me, we walk together. We work together. Can I get a witness? Take my yoke and learn of me. Lord, have mercy. And when you start learning about me, you will find rest ah, from your works. The rest is in Jesus. Take my yoke. What's your lo- yoke, Lord? My, my yoke is fellowship. My yoke, can I get a witness, is faith. Faith in me. Not faith in the system, but faith in me. Not faith in the church, but faith in me. Not faith in the pastor, but faith in me. Not faith in people, but faith in me. Not faith in the government, but faith in me. Uh, Come unto me, all ye that labor. So when you mature in Christ, you don't start looking for other people. You look for him. Now unto him. Who's able to keep you from falling? Won't he keep you from falling? Won't, won't he separate you from your sin? Won't he hold your tongue when you feel like uh, giving somebody the bad news? Can I get a witness? Won't, won't he make you stationary in your tendencies? Won't he change your life? Won't he give you his perfect will, his perfect wisdom, his perfect way? Won't he, won't he shatter your fractures? Can I get a witness? Child of God, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I'd be in a lot of trouble today. I'd be in hell today. I'd be messed up today. But Jesus, but Jesus, but Jesus. He is, he is my way maker, my storm breaker. And the next time you get in trouble and the devil's on you, telling you you uh, 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 you in trouble and nobody's going to help, all you got to do is look at that devil and say, he's brought me this far and he's not going to leave me now. Hadn't he brought you a far, a long way? Didn't he snatch you out of hell with smoke still in your garments? Then he put you on the street called straight. Then he give you joy in the time of trouble. And this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. If he worked out my last problem, he'll work out my next problem. Can I get a witness? If he put running in my feet, clapping in my hands, Joy in my soul. Won't he do it, saints? Won't he do it, saints? Because he's able, able, able. He's able. He's able. He's able. And when I come down to the end of my life, what I'm not able to do, what my wife is not able to do, what the church is not able to do, he's able. Any able? He's able. Any able? He's able. Any able? 
turn to your neighbor and say, he's able. He's able to reverse my ruin. He's able to put me on a street called straight. He's able to renew my mind, renew my heart, renew my mouth, renew my feet. He's able. Let's stay on our feet. A reversal of my ruin. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here today, you need to be saved. Born again, blood washed. You want to give your life to Christ, knowing you're going to heaven, justified. Lord, have mercy. Renewed, regenerated, sanctified, glorified. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Don't go to hell. Jesus died for all your sins with very rules. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church in your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? Give your life to Christ. Don't let Satan tell you to sit there. Give your life to Christ. Hallelujah. I see. Come on, baby. That's right. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise Jesus. Oh, Lord. Hello. 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 Y'all come up and stand. Stand, sit. Come on. Oh, man. I'm getting ready to cry. Come on. Suffer the children to come. Right here. Come on. Praise Jesus. Come on. And this is my South Philly counterpart. She went to school with my sister high school, and she used to cuss. So I, I know she. Uh, uh, is, is, is there another? 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 Isn't this beautiful? Follow the ministers, please. Praise Jesus. Oh, Lord, I'm getting ready to cry. Thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. Praise his name. My God. They're going to be in heaven. They're going to be in glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Let's just be seated. Father, now as we transition into your Holy Communion, a whole separate entity of worship, God, give us insights and direction. On the night you was betrayed, you took bread, broke it, said, take it, eat, this is my body.